This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest exclusive podcast for members of the Blood Red Club. I'm joined this week by German football expert Konstantin Eckner to have a chat about the few different topics regarding Liverpool and the Bundesliga. And there's plenty for us to get into. Firstly, though, Konstantin, thank you for joining me. How are things? Um, I'm fine. Thanks for having me again. Uh, how yeah, are you? No yeah, really good, thank you. It's uh, good to, to have you back. We had you on in, in January, I think, for a chat about Taiwo Avoini and various other players at that moment in time. But uh, a few different topics to, to get into today. Since then, Liverpool have had Ozan Kabak on loan, for example. He's now moved on and, and gone back to Schalke. Let's start with the, the 21-year-old defender. Liverpool, as I say, decided not to, to go for that £18 million clause. What did you make of his loan spell in England and was the view in Germany that it went kind of how you expected it, it might go? Uh, I think it went under the radar in Germany. Uh, I don't think a lot of people pay too much attention. Um, I mean, people pay attention to Liverpool in general because of Klopp, of course, um, but it wasn't like there was much focus on on Kabak. Uh, I mean, yes, he is. Uh, he has been coming up the ranks in Germany, but he's still a Turkish player. Um, he's so. I think there's there was much more attention coming from the Turkish media than from from German media, um, and also <laughs> I, I don't know the only thing that might have been discussed or that was discussed was uh, about Schalke um, giving away one of their best players midway through the season and then being relegated at the end of the season. I, it might not be the smartest move, especially because Scotran uh, Mostafi came in to replace basically. Uh, Kabak for six months and Mustafi was incredibly bad. <laughs> he was tr- he was dropped after a couple of weeks from the team and uh, yeah that was like that was a horror show. Uh, but it, it it fitted Schalke, you know, because Schalke they had just a hor- horrendous season overall. And uh, I don't I don't think like one player would have made a difference. But still, it's kind of weird to give give away one of your your best players, especially a, de- a defender, when you are struggling to get any points. Uh, in the league, um, yeah, but I think the focus was more on Schalke in general, and that Schalke, uh, you know, that the, it's a historic season in a negative sense that they uh, they've been relegated because they've been in the Bundesliga for a couple of decades, or they were in the Bundesliga, we should say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I suppose you say that he was one of Schalke's better players. Does that mean he was highly rated in Germany, or was that more a case of just Schalke weren't particularly good last season? No, he was uh, rated before that. Uh, I mean, he played for Stuttgart. Um, the, Stuttgart who bought him or who brought him in from Turkey, um, and he uh, quite quickly became one of the you know most talked about at least defender talents. You know, not, not established defenders, but defender talents. And I mean, of course, you ca- you got in the Bundesliga, you got a couple of talented center halves, uh, but it's not like there are dozens of of talented center halves. You got a couple. And uh, Kabak was one of them. And I think that's why there, there was talk about him maybe going to a bigger club, maybe joining Bayern or Dortmund or something um, after maybe, you know, some time at Schalke. Uh, because uh, people figured that uh, before last season that Schalke might be a much more of a mid-table team, but not like a team battling relegation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he was, he was regarded as, as one, of the, one of the bigger talents at, at that particular position, at least. Um, 
I mean, that's the, uh, like, he, he, yes, he left Schalke before they got relegated, you know, he, so he technically wasn't there when they got relegated. But it was basically the second time uh, with the second Bundesliga team he, he's been with uh, that got relegated. So I think there's also some bad luck involved. It's, it's not like when he played for Stuttgart, uh, he, wa he was one of the better players at the time. Uh, so it wasn't really his fault that they got relegated. But, you know, second time, second club, uh, that's that's down to the, to the Bundesliga too. So... Yeah, there's some bad luck involved, I guess, you know, because you can't really divorce uh, the club situation from the, the fate of the player. Uh, because now he's stuck basically as a Bundes at a Bundesliga 2 side that can't pay his wages, to be honest. Uh, they want to get rid of him, even though he is one of their best players, but they just can't pay him. So uh, there's no option in keeping him. And also he doesn't want to play Bundesliga 2 Um Especially like Schalke lost the opening match in Bundesliga two and stuff like that. So it's not it's not looking like they are you know back back up to back to to the Bundesliga in twelve months. So it's it's also kind of bad luck. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think yeah, obviously. Well, we know that there was an eighteen million pound clause that that Liverpool could have have taken, and if they wanted to to buy him for that, they could have done. But it seems like the price has, has dropped a, a little bit after that. How much do you think it would take for, for Schalke to let him leave at, at this moment in time? Yeah, you're right. The clause was 18 million and then the the pounds. Um, then I, I, can't, I can't do the exchange in my head, but the asking price was at 15 million euros a couple of weeks ago. Now it's said to be down, even down to maybe 12 to 14. So um, at this point, really... And what you have to know about Schalke is they they got they are 200 million euros in debt roundabout it might be two five it might be nine uh, 195 who knows but it's you know that ballpark and and they got uh, 20 million euros for wages or less than 20 million for wages um, and they just can't pay someone like a couple of millions just one single player it's not working and that's not oh, even like Kabak the, the next one is uh, Nastasic you know former Manchester City player. He might be uh, gone to Fiorentina, Amina Harit, uh, an um, attacking midfielder. Also, they, they want to ship him away. They sold Suat Seada, German international. So they have to get rid of all the expensive ones, all the, all the, you know, all the guys who could perform on a high level, but they are just too expensive in terms of like their wages because uh, most of them just got a contract that was valid for the Bundesliga 1 and Bundesliga 2, there was no rate reduction like clause in it or something. So they just get the, would get the same wages they got uh, in Bundesliga in the Bundesliga and the Bundesliga 2 now. So that's just so like they want to get rid of him. It's not, I think of course they want to make some money on on the on the deal. I mean otherwise it would be like it would be bad for them, but it's also like getting um, off the off the balance sheet. Just uh, and I, I don't I don't think like everyone takes it like they they don't they don't regard uh, Kabak or Nastasic or or Harvard, uh, uh highly or something. That's just we have to let you go. Please, please go. <laughs> we can't pay you. That's really that situation. It's really a little bit weird. Um, last week Monday, Kabak was set to return to training for uh, to Schalke after the Euros. I mean, they, they, Turkey went out early, um, so he had his holidays. Um, and they basically told him on the first day, like, yeah, you, you got you got more days off. Uh, just find a new club. Um, basically, you you don't have to come to training. I mean, he he. I mean, he has the right to go to training if he wants to, but uh, I, I don't think like he's really interested uh, in in like team training right now because he, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no point in like the coach, uh, you know, coaching him in, in in the current system because he won't make may have any appearances in the Bundesliga too uh, this season. So yeah, really really weird situation to be honest. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a few clubs have been linked with him. I think Crystal Palace, Leicester, all of those teams. Is there a team that's that's leading the race now, or is it still all to play for? It's it's up in the air. I mean, the real thing, really, and I put out a, a tweet today, today on Monday earlier, about basically asking, like, why has Kabak such a hard time finding a new employer? Um, because... Um, I mean, the first thought was like, he will stay at Liverpool. That was like the first thought a couple of months ago. Like, yes, he, he made six months. They might not have been the best six months of his career, but they weren't like that bad. And I think he did a decent job also like playing uh, alongside Matt Phillips and like all the other stuff that was going on in terms of like Liverpool's defense. I don't think like he did a bad job, um, but it didn't work out. Liverpool signed Ibrahima Konate and it was basically, all right, they signed Konate. All right, that's, that's their decision. Uh, there's no way or that's, probably no way they will also sign Kabak at this point, uh, especially because, I mean, as, as you know better than, than me, Liverpool have to address other uh, positions now. Um, and I think, like, you know, you've you got three first-string defenders uh, who will all return at some point or might have already returned. Um, so then the next thought was maybe he goes to Leicester, uh, which is, I don't think it was, like, down to Soyunchi being at Leicester and, like, having a Turkish centre-back pairing, but it's, like... Brent Rogers plays a back three. Why not have another uh, defender? Because they have basically four first-rate defenders or highly-rated def top-tier defenders. Let's let's put it that way. And 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 Morgan, who's like really old, and like okay, adding one more. Why not? Uh, sounds reasonable. Uh, but the, the negotiations went nowhere. Uh, then Schalke was in have been in talks with Crystal Palace in the past week or so, or maybe two weeks or so. Um, and then. Crystal Palace designed Joachim Andersen from uh, Lyon. So that's also centre-back. So uh, for 27 million euros. So over 10 million more than the Kabak. So he's probably not going to Crystal now uh, or to Palace now because sounds sounds not realistic, to be honest. Um, I don't know why all these negotiations were, uh, go nowhere, to be honest. I don't know. I, I think like now it's like some clubs are interested in Kabak. But they have their doubts, and then they find someone else, and the the other player might be more compa more compelling at that point in time, and then they sign the other guy, and the Kabak is still uh, you know standing out <laughs> outside on the street in the rain. So that's it. I mean, it's the same with Liverpool, right? I mean, I, I guess there were, and I know for a fact there was some talks about should we sign him? You know, should we sign him on a permanent deal? And then but we could also sign Konate, and I know that Klopp reached out to people in Germany at the time. Uh, getting more intel on Konate because he was injured and, you know, some stuff going on. He hasn't played that much and he wanted to get some intel and, and how he is and, like, where, where his head is and, and so on. And they were like, all right, we signed Konate. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and the same thing now with, with Crystal uh, Palace. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really weird, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what... what I mean, they, they might terminate his contract at the uh, before uh, uh, August, or for the, for the end of August. Uh, to just you know, so he has more time to find a new club. But really weird to have like someone like him out on the market, basically, and like begging to get to a at least decent club. I mean, I no offense to Crystal Palace, it's not like you know he would have joined a world beater at this point. Uh, it's more like mid table Premier League team probably. So uh, it's not like you know he's he's not like trying to join Real Madrid or something. <laughs> Although <laughs> I mean Real Madrid, they might they might need a new centre back. So 
Maybe, maybe if uh, if Rafa Varane goes, possibly. I mean, Sergio Ramos is out the door. David Alaba is there. Nacho played the the friendly against Rangers, and he was horrendous. So I guess they need a new centre back. Maybe you should just you know approach Real Madrid because they will likely lose Rahan to um, Manchester United. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, would be, it would be really weird, right? Getting rejected by by Crystal Palace and then going to Real Madrid, but why not? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. There's a couple of other players that I wanted to, to ask you about as well. Florian Neuhaus is one of them. Liverpool sort of made a, a few inquiries earlier in the summer. But do you think it, it's more likely that Neuhaus stays where he is at, at Borussia Mönchengladbach now for the next season? And, and maybe he's one that is more likely to make a transfer next summer? Yeah, um, I think that's that's uh, status quo, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I've, and I don't think he's set on joining one particular club. Uh, his contract runs until 2024. 20, um, and right now, people around and inside mentioned Gladbach when, when there are talks about possible departures. It's more about, you know, Alassane player, the, the center forward, or Matthias Ginter, the center back, um, and um, possibly Dennis Zakaria, who's also a center midfielder, although there's not one particular club really interested in him right now. A year ago or so, it looked differently, you know, Manchester United, Manchester City. Uh, but right now, but he wants to leave. Um, uh, and so I, I don't think they are really interested in letting also Neuhaus go if maybe Sakaria goes this summer. So I think he will, he will, uh, Neuhaus will stay for another year. That's also, that's also Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, they don't really have the money right now. I mean, it's like to, to make one thing clear because I've read, I've read a couple of reports, Bayern Munich don't have the money to sign any players. They have the money, but their philosophy is like, we don't, we don't do anything, uh, risky in terms of finances. They just don't. They, they don't. They will. They don't rent uh, risk any of their savings to sign a, a player. It's just not what they do. Especially because they have a good team. It's not like they are starving for talent right now. Uh, but Bayern Munich, they don't want to sign anyone this summer. Uh, but they have approached Neuhaus with the uh, idea of maybe signing him next summer for 30, 40 million. I'm or speaking in euros again. Yeah. Uh, of course, because <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's like maybe he's also holding out for maybe another year and then joining Bayern. That's because let's be honest, a lot of German players, uh, when, when Bayern are knocking and they see a chance of actually playing for Bayern and just be part of the team, that's very intriguing. I we don't know what, what his next season will be like, maybe he won't be that good, who knows. Um, then, then maybe if things change again, um, I know for a fact that also because Klopp. When when young club is like trying or interested in certain German players, what he usually does because I mean, let's uh, club he knows everyone in German football basically <laughs> in the higher leagues, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or pe- people just like to talk to club because he's like basically the most famous German coach in the world right now, <laughs> and he's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> so so he he reaches out to people and talks about like like what's going on with certain players and you know beyond what he sees on tape because like or beyond what his analytics department tells him, uh, just, you know, where the player is, uh, like, like what's his mindset and so on. And I know that also he has reached out to people uh, talking about, and talked about and asked about uh, Florian Neuhaus. So there's, and that's where the reports come from. Yeah, that's all right. Liverpool are interested in Neuhaus. Is there more to it right now? No, there are no negotiations or anything. But I mean, that tells you something. Maybe it's also a plan for Liverpool and for club maybe to sign in next year if like one of the midfielders leaves, again, you know, another midfielder leaves. Who knows? 
uh, or, you know, I don't know, you know better than I uh, what's going on with Jordan Henderson and other players and Nabi Keita and so on. So so may maybe putting in Neuhaus uh, as a replacement for Nabi Keita, for instance. Also. I, I, it's just speculation, you know, it's just, yes, you know, yeah, better than yeah. me. Uh, but I can see Nabi Keita not having like uh, another five years at Liverpool. Um, so yeah, two, two years left on his contract, I think. And, and uh, also, like it's not going well. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like he's he's setting the world on fire. And he, I think his ambitions are more, you know, being a key player at the club, and uh, maybe going going somewhere else and being like a leader there. Uh, basically, getting back to where he was when he played for Leipzig, uh, because there yeah. he was undisputed leader. Uh, and then Neuhaus might be an option again. But I think like spending another year at Gladbach is not the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, and also the buy-on offer might still be on the table next year. So that's basically where Neuer is at, is at right now. I think unless one club comes and like offers 50 million for him or 45 million this summer, then I think Gladbach, they don't, they won't budge and they won't just go ahead because Zakaria is, Zakaria is on a short, shorter contract and he has voiced his, his willingness to leave a couple of times now. And, I've, and even Max Abel, the uh, sporting director of Manchester has even said like, yeah, I mean, Sakario wants to leave. Like, if there's some, if there's an offer, then we might discuss it. So, I mean, if the sporting director is so open about the situation, that usually tells you something that the club is willing to let him go if the price is right, if the offer comes. Um, so, I think, and, and losing Sakaria and Neuhaus, well, that uh, might be a little bit too much for uh, for a, a side that still wants to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Let's move on a, a little bit then to, to Matthias Cunha at uh, Hertha Berlin. I think he's been impressing at, at the Olympic Games and I think possibly that is where the speculation with Liverpool has come from. It tends to be a, a few sort of things off the back of, of tournaments and that sort of thing that maybe Liverpool and Manchester United and clubs like that get linked with him. But how good a player is he? And, and do you think there is any sort of sense in it? I've seen a lot of people compare him, for example, to Roberto Firmino. Liverpool will have to, to replace him at some point. Does that make a little bit of sense, do you think? I wouldn't I wouldn't compare him to Firmino. Maybe because both are Priscilla or something. I don't know. Priscilla, I don't know. That's like um I'm not sure about that. I would I would rather and, and not because of his like goal scoring contribution, but uh, because of his style, I would probably more compare him to Salah uh, because he's he's a he's a winger on paper but he has like the drive to you know he's driving to the goal a lot and you know like he's he's, he's not like a, a, a traditional like kissing the touchline type of winger he's more like you know uh, a, a kissing the sideline type of winger then he's more like someone who's trying to drive uh, into the middle and like you know take on opponents and stuff like that uh, and he has speed his He's tricky on the ball, technically proficient. So, yeah, maybe. But I mean, Salah is here, Cunha is here. So, yeah. <laughs> at yeah. this point, at, at this point in time, who knows what what will happen in a couple of years with Cunha? Um, but um, so, interestingly enough, uh, not to go on attention, but like a, a year ago or the past season was covered by uh, by. Uh, um, uh, filmmakers uh, that the past season of Hertha there was covered by filmmakers I mean I mean you guys probably know the uh, South uh, Sunderland and Leeds United yeah. documentaries yeah and the, the same guys covered Hertha this this past year and I was basically the talking head uh, like you know talking about Hertha and Berlin and all, all stuff German football and I, like I, I remember that at the beginning of the season I was like yeah Cunha is the star player of the team like he's a difference maker yada 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 and like I was putting him over uh, a lot uh, because he was the you know he was the star player the previous season. Um, 
past season hasn't been that great. Uh, I think he has shown in, in a couple of matches that he's still like, he can be a difference maker, but he's also someone like if he gets fouled, if he's like, if, if people, if defenders like really get to him, then he complains a lot. He's, you know, s sitting on the ground complaining and stuff like that. He was even criticized by some of his, uh, sub, uh, by, by some of his bosses, actually. Like, basically, yeah, if, if you got, if you got uh, hit, hit in, the, in the knee or something and it's not too bad, like stand up and, you know, go back and uh, defend. So basically like that, that one, uh, because like he's complaining a lot, you know, and like, I remember one match against um, uh, Borussia Dortmund last November when Yusufa Mukuku, the, the young 16-year-old, made his, made his first appearance in Bundesliga and was like covered by a lot of media. Uh, and 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 uh, Hertha they were leading and then they were conceding uh, four goals and Erling Holland was make, have, having a great match and like Cunha after after one foul he was just sitting on the on on the, at the side near the sideline and he was like complaining so much that he was you know close on being sent off uh, because he was complaining to everyone like to, to the referee to the fourth official to to the assistant like it was crazy like they, they needed like five minutes to calm him down again so he's like a little bit like that a little bit of a hot hat and in May to come to your question in May. Hertha actually uh, entertained the idea of selling him and so because not because of his performances, but because like he's sometimes hard to deal with. And he's not the only player at Hertha that's hard to deal with. Like Luka Bakio is the same. Um, and then they extended his contract until uh, to, to, to the year 2025. 2025. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, now he has a new contract with, uh, and, and they and Hertha are paying high wages because of the new investor they, uh, they have had for, for now two years. So it's not like he's sitting on a low-scale contract. He's sitting on a big contract because he's probably the best player, arguably the best player at Hertha. So, um, I mean, maybe they will sell him, but I, I don't see him really going unless he throws a tantrum, a tantrum and like wants to leave or something. But they already, Hertha, they have already sold um, Joan Cordoba, uh, their center forward, their first-string center forward, to uh, Krasnodar uh, because he wanted to leave. Like all of a sudden, he wanted to leave and go to Russia. Was a little bit, was a little bit. Uh, all of a sudden, like he wants to go to Russia and no one knew why. But all right. Um, and I, I don't think they want to let go their other key attacking player, especially because Paul Dardai, Hertha's coach, has said that he wants to have a more possession-based style. And Cordoba, as as the number nine, he's more of a counter striker. You know, uh, more of a long ball type of target player. And, and, and Cunha is more of a, I think uh, he fits into a possession-based style uh, because he's just technically, he's just so good that he can, you know, operate in, in uh, close spaces and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if they really want to sell him because then they need another replacement and where do you get one like him? So I don't see it happening right now. And I mean, yes, he makes a couple of uh, good matches at the, at the Olympics probably, but all right. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, how much worth that actually is. Like, how well it is that you make a couple of good matches at the Olympics, especially against under-21 teams, basically. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. We'll finish then with, with Erling Haaland. I think we, we have to ask you about him, obviously, again. Sure. One, that, one that has been linked with Liverpool, but I think that's pretty unlikely that they will ever get the finances to, to get that sort of deal over the line. But uh, plenty of clubs are interested in him. What's the, the situation at the moment? Do you expect him to, to stay or, or do you think that maybe a, a Chelsea or, or someone like that could tempt him this summer? Yes, um, I don't think he will leave this summer. Um, he will most, 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 most likely leave next summer uh, because of the buyout clause um, that was written into his contract when he joined Borussia Dortmund in January 2020. And uh, when he joined in early 2020, I think 
him, his dad, Alfie Holland, well known in England, of course, because of his time at Leeds, Nottingham, and, and Man City, and and Mino Raiola, also well known <laughs> all around the world in football, um, because I think they just figured, all right, he's a, he's one of the biggest centre forward talents that are out there. Give him two and a half years at Dortmund, he's still very very young. I mean, he just turned twenty one, so whatever. I mean, just. Uh, Yes, he turned 21. I, might, I think so, right? Um, yeah. But he's, he's very young. I mean, next year he's 22. Well, uh, it's, it's nothing, really. Um, and he plays for Borussia Dortmund also. It's not like he plays for, uh, he plays in the, I don't know, like second division or something. Um, so um, I think they figured just, you know, we give him two and a half years at Dortmund and then uh, they will sell him for 75 million euros, 65 million pounds to whoever. Madrid, Barcelona, Man United, Liverpool, who knows. Um, what has been said by his camp recently was that basically um, we, we didn't expect him to blow up that soon. We maybe expect him to, you know, settle in in the Bundesliga, you know, take some time and not like being such a force so early. Um, but he has been. I mean, he's he's really a difference maker, of course. I mean, Jaden Sancho has been in the media so much because uh, he's English and Manchester United have been have been trying to get him for for years now, uh, and finally they got him. But uh, Erling Haaland is really a difference maker most of the time when he's on the field. Of course, he needs some people who feed him uh, because he's not like a creating number nine. He's more like a scoring number nine. You know, he can he can create some some situations and he can he can create some things. But he's also like a force up front. Um, and there were talks between his camp and clubs, Spanish clubs and also English clubs. Um, I mean, of course, informal talks and nothing official and so on and so on. Um, and I think there was the idea maybe some uh, one club just, you know, says, all right, we have to snatch him away right now from the market because like uh, we can't wait next year because then, then a couple of clubs will have the 75 million euros ready to go. And, you know, then it's like a bidding war, you know, for Holland and like... You know, what kind of wages? What demands him then? And like, what's Minariola demanding? Like, I know one billion euros or something. Like, as a, as a provision, who knows? Um, yeah. The only the only club that really entertained the idea of actually like going for it was Chelsea. And I say was Chelsea because I talked to people at Chelsea, um, and they said week week or two ago, as of yet, we aren't making any offer to, uh, to Dortmund because. We don't think there's a possibility to make this deal happen this summer. Period. All right. So basically, they, they figured, all right, there's no chance we get him this summer, even if we bid 150 million euros or 160 million euros or something. It's no chance. So why bother? Uh, why bother, like, you know, going for months and months of negotiations and then nothing happens really? And we have wasted our time and we have to address other situations, like Declan Rice or something. We have to, we have to uh, get our deals done. Um, and Dortmund have basically said, all right, I mean, if there's a crazy offer, like like 200 million or something, of course we have to think about it because like that's a crazy load of money. Uh, but I mean, our plan is to keep him another year and then just back the, just pocket the 75 million, uh, which are basically like, I mean, they figured like we can plan with the 75 million because I mean, one club will come and, and, and sign him. That's like a given. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, be a little, uh, will it be Liverpool? I, I doubt it, actually. <laughs> um, Is that more, do you think, because of, of the wages that he would demand that, that Liverpool 
probably just wouldn't wouldn't be afforded to pay that because I suppose I think if, you know, yeah. I think if finan other... financial yeah. uh, financial sorry yeah. Uh, under, uh, yeah sorry um, yeah I think financially uh, Liverpool might not be in the situation to uh, to yeah. do that kind of deal um, I mean I'm not I'm never sure I mean uh, Real Madrid are, are interested in Holland but on the other hand like they can't even offer um, they can't even offer uh, uh, Rohan a big contract right now, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure about some of the finances of some of the clubs. I mean, same with Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona they've they always will have money for transfers, but still like still a little bit dicey sometimes, you know, with, yeah. with some of the clubs. Uh, Paris, of course, they they why not? I mean, they have the money. Uh, Manchester City have the money. They have the Alfie Holland connection, uh, but Alfie also is that lives in Spain for most. I mean, at least half of the time. Um, so I don't know, maybe he, he likes Spain. Uh, be it Chelsea, be it Man United, be it Man City, be it somewhere. I, I, th I think it will be one club that really has the money to do it. Um, and really is willing to pay all the things like 75 million euros transfer fee. If there's no rec no cap on the agent fees, which might be introduced by FIFA, I mean, there are still the talks, then you know. 20 million to Rayola, 20, 15 million to, to Alfie Holland or something like that, because he also demands uh, provision. Um, so, and then 20 million wage uh, salary or so, yearly salary or something. All right, that's a five-year contract. Like, do the math. It's, it's a huge deal, even like even like with the, with the low uh, buyout clause. Uh, it's a huge deal uh, to do. Of course, he's he might be the most interesting interesting player uh, on the market next summer because how many young center forwards that can perform at that level are there? Five or so, I guess. Re I mean, real center forwards. Like, if you want to have a real center forward, not not a Roberto Firmino, which who is great, but you know, like a clear cut number nine target player up front, physical force, and so on. Like, how many are there at his age that can perform at that level? Him. And that's it because we watch the euros for instance right now like patrick schick or so was was probably best center forward at, at the Euros. so and harry kane was also good but you know it's like that that's it <laughs> but, yeah. Benzema, but Benzema is old so harry kane is also getting older so it's like at that level lukaku is getting older so at that level like at that age who, who else is there uh so i think like a lot of clubs will be into him but yeah to answer like it was a long long monologue but to answer basically your question i don't think like, anything will happen this summer because chelsea was the only club it was really might have been going for him, but I talked to Chelsea people and they said, ah, it's not going to happen. Uh, so why bother? Um, and I, I, the closer we get to the start of the Bundesliga season, the much less willingness is on from Borussia's side to actually talk because like, now what? We sell our best player two, two days before the season starts. We, are, we, we want to challenge Bayern for the title or we want to at least get second. We want to at least be better than RB Leipzig third best club in germany so uh and we want to go to get to the quarterfinals in champions league uh, in the best case scenario so uh selling Ali holland sets us back to i don't know sixth place or something um and borussia dortmund i mean so, just to one address one last thing and then we have basically you know finished on, on uh, half an hour um they uh, borussia dortmund are about to sign daniel marlin from psv um, and some people say, all right, he's also a center forward. And like, is he the replacement for Holland? Not the immediate replacement uh, to be, he's not the immediate replacement. Uh, he is someone who gets, who comes in to play maybe as a hybrid number nine winger type, 
uh, maybe even sometimes play on the left left wing, for instance, because he has played on the left wing in the past and some matches, and also maybe playing as a secondary striker next to behind Erling Holland, or you know replacing Erling Holland at times when he's injured or he needs to rest. Because I mean, Holland is great, but can he do? Can he play 50 matches, uh, 90 minutes each? Uh, no, he can't, and maybe he will get fouled and he will get injured at something. Because like one one thing you have to know about the Bundesliga is like defenders are taking. It. I, mean, I mean, sometimes people think like the Bundesliga is, uh, is soft, uh, but like Bundesliga defenders are getting to him. Like they 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 think like all right, we can't we can't really separate him from the ball fairly, so we just tackle him and like kick, kick him and like try to get away with, with like only yellow cards and <laughs> uh, that's basically what happens right now like uh, they, they follow him all over the place uh, it's the only thing you can do against him basically uh, so I mean the Bundesliga is not that soft actually it's like can be quite sneaky sneakily unfair sometimes especially defenders can be <laughs> it's the same I asked Lewandowski I mean <laughs> he has received his fair share of abuse over the years um so <laughs> um but yeah i mean uh yeah marlon is more set to be like basically get it being the replacement down the line maybe being another option um that's kind of like where why he's coming uh to Borussia Dortmund at this point in time he's not replacing alan holland right now um he's also also a totally different player all people who have watched the uh, era divisi know uh marlon's you know low ball uh agile type of guy uh, who's really sneaky you can get behind the line with uh, intelligent runs uh, but who might not be like the physical force that Erling Holland is because Erling Holland is like he he, he, he isn't seven feet uh, tall but sometimes he looks like that and then he looks like he raised 300 pounds and like just you know and unless he gets kicked in, 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 into the angles then uh, ankles and then then it's a different story yeah that's that's basically on Erling Holland like uh, long, long story short I don't think he will leave Borussia Dortmund this summer and I'm not sure if, if Liverpool have to have the money. Uh, I think you have to to um, ask the guys in Boston about that one. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I think uh, I think the, the best case scenario is that he goes to somewhere that's not in England. I think for Liverpool that would be uh, that would be massively beneficial. Paris, anyway. maybe I don't know. Yeah, Paris, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Not, not I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, Real Madrid they they want they desperately want to sign Kylian Mbappé. Yeah, uh, and they sacrifice a lot. I think for that, uh, it's also weird to like sacrifice a lot and then trying to get one player. I'm not sure if that works out. Uh, and if you, I mean, that the Mbappe package might be more expensive than the uh, Holland package. I know. I mean, Mbappe can leave under free um, transfer, so I'm, I'm not sure. But still, I mean, it's like these these guys are top notch. Like Mbappe, yeah. Holland, few others. If you want to sign them, like. I don't know, count in 250 million or so. Also. Uh, so yeah. that's kind of the package. So I don't know how, how, how many signings you can do uh, in that dimension. Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's like, I mean, if, if uh, how much would it cost to sign uh, Virtual Van Dyke right now? Oh, a good question after his injury. I'm not too sure, to be honest. Uh, I, I, injury or not, I mean, it's like 500 million or something. That's like yeah. the Liverpool bosses will be like, all right, you, you have to yeah. you have to sell over your, your, your houses, your stadium, <laughs> and give us 300 million, then you can have him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> plenty plenty to, to think about anyway, and it, it certainly will be interesting. But we'll leave it there, Constantine. We've taken enough of your time already. Thank you very much for, for that. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.